Hey, everybody. Welcome to the BetUS NFL show. I'm your host, Matt Landis. We're glad you're here, and we're ready to give you a sharp and in-depth preview of the NFC East, courtesy of our football handicap experts here at BetUS, Las Vegas Chris and Scott Cohen. But before we kick things off, make sure to sign up today at BetUS using the promo code NFL2021 to claim your 125% sign-up bonus, exclusive for sports betting, up to $2,500. To take advantage of this offer and get info on the terms and conditions, check out the link below this video. And while you're at it, you can subscribe to the BetUS YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of the exclusive content we'll be posting. And if you enjoy this video, go ahead and give us a thumbs up. All right, now on with the show in the NFC East, and we can kick things off with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Let's take a look at their odds from the Super Bowl all the way down to their regular season wins, starting with that Super Bowl title odds, 25 to 1, 12 to 1 to win the NFC, plus 125 to win the division. And if we look at their regular season win total, it's at 9.5, pretty flat, minus 110 to the over, minus 120 to the under. And Scott, I'd like to tee it off with you if we're going to see the Cowboys get back on track this year. They're going to need that offensive line to return to form as well as their quarterback. Dak Prescott finally has that lower body healed, but now nursing a shoulder injury. How are you feeling about the Cowboys right now? Yeah. Hey, Matt. Uh, um, well, I think I think we're all probably in agreement. Uh, I guess we'll see, but I think, I think the offense will return. I mean, uh, a little bit of a question mark there, I guess, with Dak, but let, let's just assume for sake of discussion that the shoulder is not going to impact him. Uh, as you said, they're going to get the offensive line back. They get Dak back, um, which will help them. They've added a little bit on the defense. We know how bad the defense was last year. It was unbelievably bad, especially early on. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're adding a, a defensive tackle, Urban. I think came over from the Bears. Malik Hooker, we'll see what he's got left. They draft Micah Parsons at linebacker. I think the defense will be better. Hard to be a lot worse than it was last year. Um, but I'm not sure, you know, what else they've done there to really help the defense. So I'm still very uh, suspect on their defense. Um, and, you know, as we go through these teams, uh, I like to look at four or five things here to just to kind of get some a foundation of how I analyze these teams in the preseason. So I like to see, OK, how do they do last year? Well, we see Dallas was six and ten. There's probably a bad team to start this out with because it's hard to translate what they did last year to this year just because of all the injuries, but they won six games last year. I like to apply what I call the Pythagorean theorem. Bill James made this very popular in baseball. It's a way to kind of take a look at points scored and allowed, or in baseball, runs scored, runs allowed, and translate that to the overall season. Did they overachieve, underachieve? Um, and there's a little formula that they tweak uh, to apply to the NFL. Uh, we can see what the Pythagorean theorem there. Uh, Dallas, they went 6-10 and 10 last year. They probably should have gone about 6.3 and 9.7 when we apply that. Now, the trick this year is we've got 17 games. So if we extrapolate that out for 17 games, uh, we get closer to 7.5 wins when I factor only the games that Dak played. So he played the first five games last year, went 2-3. and three. It's a fairly small sample size. But if I try to do all that calculation, I get them closer to about 7-5. and five. Another thing I like to look at is close wins defined by seven points or less. They're three and four. There's nothing extremely fortunate or unfortunate about that. Um, and then we see some books actually place lines on every single game 
through all 18 weeks. And you can translate those, like if, if a team is favored by uh, six at home, we know historically they've won about 61% of those games. Well, we can translate that to a uh, percentage of a win. So when I look at that for Dallas, that translates to about 8.8 wins, which gets us you know, right around their, their number uh, of nine and a half. I guess it's a little bit less than that. Um, I'm leaning to the under on Dallas here. It's not a bet, but I lean under. Uh, yes, the offense will be better. But when the offense was really good last year with Dak, they were two and three. I don't know that there's going to be enough improvement there uh, on the defensive side to overcome a lot of that. And Mike McCarthy, to me, he's an average to a below average coach. Um, so I don't think they pick up anything there from the coaching. New defensive coordinator, maybe that improves that. You know, they, they talked about the scheme last year, trying to uh, uh, bring in a new scheme with COVID and whatnot, maybe impact the defense. They still don't have a lot of playmakers in my mind on the defensive side. Uh, so I lean under uh, on the Dallas season win total. Yeah, and Chris, let's bring you in for your take on the Cowboys. I think there's plenty of uh, uncertainty around them, plenty of uncertainty really swirling around this entire division. So when it gets to uh, Dallas and their prospects for 2021, what are you thinking right now? Yahtzee. This whole division is Yahtzee. You throw up the dice and you're going to get different results every year. And it, my focus on this team is is just looking to see what happens with the coaching. I think the, the coaching is atrocious. Uh, they got rid of Nolan as defensive coordinator, which was a great move. He, he, he was inept. Uh, and they bring in Dan Quinn, who's who's hyped up, and everybody's really optimistic about him. But, you know, his days, you know, are be, best days are behind him. I mean, what what did he do at Atlanta on defense? He, he ended up actually quitting, and the defense got better when he was in charge of play calling for the defense. So I'm not sure he's going to be an upgrade from Nolan, but that defense was so bad, they allowed 57 touchdowns. Uh, Five yards per carry. I mean, these are just atrocious numbers. The There's a talk about whether this uh, Ezekiel Elliott is really going to continue any success. There's a lot of metrics to just say this guy is already going downhill. Um, you know, that's a concern. The team's going to go whether uh, Zach is in the lineup or not. And... Uh, their offense is is pretty loaded. I mean, their three wide receivers didn't even have a single injury last year that I can remember. They all stayed healthy, and the rest of the team, you know, was just decimated. How many quarterbacks deep did they go? Um, so I'm watching just to see whether the defense improves, how good the offense is, they have a pretty easy schedule this year, except a stretch of four games in 19 days uh, toward the end of the schedule. And uh, in this division, all the teams are facing each other uh, toward the end. So uh, it's going to be really hard to have futures because teams are going to control their destinies uh, near the end of the season. So something to think about there. Uh, I don't want to get involved in the team. I'm going to watch. I'm going to see what they actually do on the field. I'm not going to be prognosticating on it. I think if I had to guess that they win the division by default, uh, that's my best guess. Yeah, well, anything is possible. Like you said, in this division, it can just be as topsy-turvy as it gets. 
but maybe more wait and see mode with the Cowboys right now. One team that we will have a bet on this show out of the NFC East, the New York Giants. We'll get to that in a bit, but right now we can look at their odds for the 2021 season. And when it comes to their prospects of winning the Super Bowl, currently the number on the Giants, 66-1, to 28-1 to to win the NFC, 4-1 to to win the division, and the regular season win total over under of seven, juiced at minus 145 to the over, plus 115 on the under. And Chris, we'll start with you here. Uh, a lot of upside again with Kenny Galladay entering the fold, Saquon Barkley coming back. But both of those guys have some health questions at this stage in training camp. The offensive line is also a big question. So what are you thinking of the New York Giants and their prospects moving forward? Well, I was pretty optimistic. It seems like a lot of people are optimistic on the Giants. Uh, I've seen uh, some data that says uh, they're number one or number two in future play. You can still get them plus 400 to win the division. I played them to win the division just on value alone because uh, anybody can win that division uh, under the right circumstances. Uh, so they've got a lot. They had a lot of problems. Their their offensive line is just rough. Uh, they did not do much to improve it, but they have receivers to throw to, great receivers. Uh, they've got Sean, uh, Barkley coming back. Uh, they have a lot of offensive weapons, and it's just a matter of whether Danny Dimes can put it together. As a Lions fan, I was happy to see Galladay go. I, I think he's going to be injured. I, I just don't think he's going to stay healthy. Uh, I think he, he's already out for a few weeks. I think it's going to be off and on for him all season long. And for $18, $20 million, forget it. Uh, their defense is going to have to carry this team. They did okay last year. Uh, it seems like they did better than they did. They they were only ranked 20th, and they're predicted this year to be possibly a top five defense somehow. Uh, they have had uh, made some nice additions. That's a pretty big jump. So a little skeptical that they jumped that high, but at least things are looking good there. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, they One of the things they need to do is get off to a decent start for once. They've started the last four years 0-2, oh and, uh, and they, they've gone 2-6 and six the last four years in a row, I think. Somehow they end up with that same record. So they... They they can't get off to a good start, and that puts them behind the eight ball. I'm I'm optimistic. It would be interesting to see uh, the quarterback do better this year because this is all or nothing for him. If he doesn't cut it this year, then they're back to square one. And uh, as far as drafting goes, they drafted tenth. They filled some holes. They have lots of draft picks in 22. Uh, there's some optimism down the road. Yeah, well, I think that we've got, yeah, a case, like you said, a make or break year for Daniel Jones and, and maybe a lot of equity banks uh, for the future if he doesn't pan out. But Scott, I'd like to get your take on the Giants. I know Chris mentioned four to one being enough for him to get in on them to win the division. Um, how do you feel about that or, or maybe the offensive line potentially being a big X factor in that whole equation? 
Yeah, Chris hit it. I mean, their offensive line is not good. A little shocked that they did nothing really to uh, to help that. They do get Nate Solder back, who I think was out last year because of COVID. So it helps a little bit. But he didn't have a very good year in 2019 coming over from the Patriots. So it kind of remains to be seen how good is he going to be this year. Um, I, I'm shocked that, you know, they did nothing really to address that line. Danny Jones, if he could just hold on to the ball, uh, he could probably almost be serviceable. The the amount of fumbles that that guy has is just mind-blowing uh, and, and, and really crushes them. Chris hit on it. I think, you know, they, they've added uh, Galladay. The receiver uh, uh, position is pretty good. They drafted uh, at the receiver in the, in the draft as well. Uh, you know, again, trying to find hidden gems within the team. Uh, last year, that defensive line was pretty good. You know, they went to Seattle, lost that game, I think, 17-12. But they wreaked havoc on the Seahawks. Uh, whose offensive line was really bad. They've got a shutdown corner in James Bradbury. Uh, he was very good last year. They bring over a Dory Jackson this year. Well, you know, I think that guy is capable of playing uh, and playing pretty well. If he can add to their secondary, um, you know, that defense could actually be fairly decent. Um, that offensive line is still bad. We look at, uh, you know, last year they won six games. Their Pythagorean theorem number, 5.8. When we translate that to 17 games, it's 6.1, so nothing nothing drastically different there. Five and four in close games, played a lot of close games. Um, their lines for all 18 games project about 7.2 uh, wins. They have the eighth toughest schedule, so they have a pretty tough schedule here. Um, to me, I'm neutral on them. Um, I, I, I don't know what to think about Danny Jones. That offensive line's not good. I do like their defense, though. And I do think there are spots within the season if that defense kind of replicates itself. Um, you know, again, you're playing another team that has a bad offensive line. They can wreak some havoc there. Uh, and, you know, if they're a, a fairly decent-sized dog, they might be uh, a team to take. So those are kind of the things I'm watching. Offensive line, defensive line, secondary. Does that give me opportunities throughout the year when they're matched up against the right team? Yeah, and one team that they'll be matched up a couple of times that's also uh, no stranger to offensive line questions, more so due to injury luck than anything else, at least these past few seasons, would be the Philadelphia Eagles. So we can get to them and look at their odds for the 2021 season. To win the Super Bowl, you can currently grab them at 66-1 to 1 at BetUS. To win the NFC, 28-1. to 1. To win the division, 5-1. to 1. And their regular season win total, 6.5, minus 150 to the over plus 120 to the under. And I guess before we dig in on the Eagles as a team too much, Scott, I'm wondering if you could break down when we see a lot of VIG attached to a win total, like minus 150 on the over six and a half, how do you equate that to a number that might be more approachable to a typical better? Yeah, so if there's six and a half minus 150, I like to add the juice, to, you know, take away the 100 basis points. Uh, so in this case, we're left over with 50. So going over six and a half minus 150 to me, is kind of like going over seven. Going under six and a half plus 120, that adds to your favor. Uh, it translates to me uh, going under 6.7. Kind of think of like when you go get a mortgage, you have a mortgage rate and then you have the APR, which is all the charges that come with it. You know, you might have a mortgage of three and a half, but the APR is 3.75. That's kind of what this is, right? You're, you're taking over six and a half. It's really kind of equivalent to going over seven and under six and a half is equivalent to going under six and a half in my mind. Got it. Well, yeah, good food for thought as we see a lot of teams uh, leading up to the regular season, beginning with a lot of juice attached to their regular season win numbers. And digging a little bit more on the Eagles, Chris, I'd like to see what you think of them. Um, maybe 
as well as Scott broke down those numbers, maybe none of them are bettable right now because there's a lot of uncertainty around their quarterback situation. Obviously, a lot of speculation right now about a possible Deshaun Watson trade, but really what we can focus on, the more likely outcome is that Jalen Hurts is their guy, at least for this season, and there are a lot of questions about his accuracy right now. Yeah, he, he was miserable last year. I think he uh, uh, he was rated 38th. There's only 32 teams, so uh, as a quarterback, uh, he didn't do very well last year. Uh, they were just decimated. They, the offensive line fielded 14 different lineups, uh, so imagine all that in and out, and uh, they gave up, uh, was it something like 65 or 67 sacks, I think, uh, 65 sacks they gave up, and uh, they were 28th in rush defense. It, it was just miserable. Uh, they bring in, uh, I don't, I can't even pronounce his name, Sirianni from the Colts. Uh, you know, great pedigree uh, as an Indianapolis better last year, uh, but, you know, he wasn't even a play caller over at the Colts. So, um, and, you know, they have an aging front seven, uh, they just seem to have problems everywhere and so much uncertainty. You don't know what's going to go on with this team. And when you look at their schedule early on, San Francisco, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, away games in Atlanta and Carolina, it's going to be really tough for them to get off to a, a, a good start, uh, even with the advantage of uh, one of the best uh, rest edges in the league. It, I think the only thing that you can do, I mean, it's quite possible also with the new coach, they're playing for 2022 because they're stacked with draft picks for next year. Next year is supposed to be one of the best uh, draft years. So, you know, it could be a dump year and just, uh, you know, little this, little that. I have no idea what to expect from the team and I'm not going to, you know, pretend I do. Yeah, well, to your point, one of the best things we can do sometimes when we have this degree of uncertainty, just sit back and wait. There's nothing wrong with watching and learning. And when you have conviction, that's the time to go ahead and, and pick your spot. And on that note, I know we do have uh, some conviction when it comes to the fourth and final team in this division, the defending champs, the Washington football team. So we can take a look at their prospects for the 2021 season for Washington to win the Super Bowl, currently available at 50 to 1. 20 to 1 to win the NFC, plus 225 to win the division, and their regular season win total, eight and a half. Again, pretty flat, minus 110 to the over, minus 120 to the under. And Scott, I'd like to kick it off with your take on Washington. There's been a lot of optimism around that team in the marketplace. Do you think it's warranted at this stage, getting closer to the 2021 season, kicking off with a new quarterback? Yeah, I, I, I do, Matt. Um, you know, their defense was very good last year. Maybe it's not quite as good this year, but it's still a, a very, very good defense. Um, I like him over the eight and a half wins. Uh, I like him plus the 225 to the win division. I think, you know, you were saying, we were talking earlier, that you got him at a better number, so I don't know if you like the 225 anymore, but uh, I like him uh, at the plus 225 as well. Uh, you know, Chris talked about... Um, with Philadelphia, he doesn't know if Nick Sirianni is a good play, a good play uh, caller, a good coach. I look so much to me, coaching is about leadership. Um, and I think Rivera is kind of proven he's a pretty good leader. And, you know, he came into that Washington team, uh, which has just been a disaster with Dan Snyder. And Dan Snyder is basically run roughshod over every coach there. Um, and Rivera is basically taking control of that club 
uh, and done very well. So I think the leadership uh, has a lot of value in it. And when we look at them last year, uh, they win seven games. They win the division, uh, you know, going seven and nine. But again, hidden within these numbers is you had a lot of Dwayne Haskins and other quarterbacks in there. Uh, but when Alex Smith was there, and he's a decent quarterback, um, doesn't take a lot of chances, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but he's consistent. Alex Smith was five and one straight up with them uh, when they played. And that seven wins, if, if I just take a look at the games that Alex Smith played, his Pythagorean theorem number translates to about 11.8 wins. So yes, they went seven and nine, but he was five and one straight up. His numbers translate to about 11.8 wins. They get Fitzpatrick this year, now, Fitzpatrick is going to make more mistakes than Alex Smith. I don't think there's any question about that. But the upside with Fitzpatrick, I think, is also uh, much greater than what they got with Alex Smith. And they have a very good defense, even though I know Fitzpatrick's going to take chances. Uh, he doesn't have to probably be as, as aggressive as maybe he's been with other teams. They're, they're going to solidify their offensive line. They bring in Charles Leno at left tackle. Um, that's going to help them a lot. They bring in uh, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver. I think he got banged up the other day, uh, but I, hopefully he's going to be okay. So they're off, they're, their wide receiver position will be a little bit better. They do have a very difficult schedule. It's the fifth toughest schedule. Here's the other thing uh, I want to point out, or just, I guess, ask you guys. Washington's over-under win total is 8.5. The Giants are 7 or 7.5. The when we look at all, all the lines for all 18 weeks, Washington and the Giants both translate the 7.2 wins. That doesn't make sense to me. In week two, um, Washington is a three-point favorite against the Giants. So Washington has eight and a half season wins. The Giants have seven or seven and a half. And um, yet they're only a three-point favorite at home against the Giants. They should be a bigger favorite. So something is either wrong with those week-by-week -week lines or something's wrong with the season win total. I think those – they're only favored in three games. They have – yes, they have a very tough schedule, but this is a team with an eight-and-a-half um, over-under win total, and they're only favored in three games. I think the week-by-week -week lines are incorrect. I like them over the total. They've got the best defense in that division, uh, and if Fitzpatrick can do anything with that offense um, – I think they can easily go over the eight and a half and, and win that division as well. Yeah, I definitely lean with you at the current prices to win the division as well as to go over that regular season win total of eight and a half. But to your point with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it can be a lot of Jekyll and Hyde. And I mean, this whole division can be a lot of Jekyll and Hyde year after year. But Chris, specifically with Washington going from somebody as conservative as Alex Smith to as uh, risk tolerant, let's say, as Ryan Fitzpatrick, what do you think of their prospects for 2021? I don't even know where to start. Uh, everybody you talk to loves Washington. They're the the, the darling uh, team. At, you know, the, the, you, there's value now on them. How in the hell is there value on them? I, I just don't see it. Last year, they had one of the weakest schedules in the NFL. It was a bottom five schedule, I believe. Uh, they played with eight plus eight rest days last year, which is one of the top. So they, they had the best rest schedule. This year, they're going to the very worst, minus 14. So a big shift there. 
they're playing one of the most difficult schedules this year. Last year, this this defense was so good. Let's look at their seven wins. Carson Wentz, Dalton and Danucci relieved. Burrow and Finley for half the game. Dalton, Ben Roethlisberger. So, okay, we got one. Uh, Nick Mullins, Jalen Hurts, and Nate Sudfield. That's their seven wins last year that this, you know, great defense, uh, you know, racked up all these uh, great statistics on. And I loved Washington yesterday, I, or last year. I played them all season long. I did okay with them. So I'm not anti-Washington. I just, I can't believe that you have to look at what is possible. Now, I'm not going to say that this is going to happen, but if you look through their schedule, they could potentially, possibly, let, let's look. They're playing the Chargers the first game of the season. The game is pick them. That's anybody's game. Okay, they could lose that game. They're playing the Giants the second game. It's, 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 it's a three-point spread. They could lose that game, but let's just give them a win on that one. What do you do after that? You're at Buffalo. You're at Atlanta. You play New Orleans, Kansas City, Green Bay, and at Denver. They could go into their bye one and seven or zero oh and eight. Think about that. It's not completely unreasonable. Where are they going to? Where are they even going to get a fourth win there? It's it's not coming. Then when you come out of the bye, you've got Tampa Bay at Carolina, which everybody likes, Seattle, and then at the Raiders. I mean, seriously, this could be possibly a complete and utter disaster season. I'm just saying it's possible. I mean, look at how are they, where, what's their most optimistic scenario heading into the final five games within the division? I mean, I, I just don't see it. When you look at the schedule flow, I mean, there could be a lot of, you know, you know, demoralized players. And, and what are you banking the success on? We've got Fitzpatrick. He's got a 16, 17 year track record of not being any good. He's a bottom five quarterback in his 30s, bottom five. And you're going to say he's going to repeat, you know, or come close to the performance that he had one out of 16 or 17 years. I'm sorry, I'm not going to sit there and put any money on a team in this situation. Now, they could actually do okay and they can get their nine wins. I'm saying that that's very possible also. But if you don't think that this team can go south, you know, I don't know what you're looking at. There, there's lots of reasons why they could be an unmitigated disaster. And I do like Ron Rivera a lot. Uh, but they've got, they still have a lot of holes. They, they, they didn't have a good draft. It was mediocre, number rated number 18. Uh, I've lost, they, they don't have a place kicker. The place kicker, they had big problems with place kicking. Uh, even again, with that week schedule last year, they lost the turnover battle. And now you got a harder schedule. And uh, you've got, you know, who's going to back up Fitzpatrick uh, if, if Fitzpatrick goes down? Uh, uh, they needed a safety. They needed a tight end. Uh, I mean, I, 
I don't think Fitzpatrick can recover this uh, offense uh, all that much. Uh, I think it would be very uncharacteristic for somebody to have another season like that when the previous 16 were, were bad. And plus, he's aged another year. And you think, you, you think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st, or 32nd quarterback in the league? Uh, he's his bottom performance, five, right? His performance over the last eight years are sure. He's a he's about he's slightly under five hundred, I think. Uh, if you take away his early years with Buffalo, um, I think he's you know give or take a five hundred type quarterback. I don't disagree with some of the things you're saying, right? Um, but I don't think he's bottom five. You you're, your whole pro- I think you might be right on all this. Oh yeah, you he's misheard me. Five. I wasn't saying he's. I'm sorry, you misheard me. If uh, I, I'm not saying he's a bottom five too. quarterback, but he's performed as a bottom five quarterback uh, since he hit 30. And he had no pressure in Miami. That was just a fun project. Uh, uh, you know, he was the backup, no pressure, blah, blah, blah. Now he's the man again. And he's got a track record or when he's hit, he's the man. I mean, he folds like a paper napkin. He, he gets up our hopes and he just folds. And uh, that that's a high expectation that he's he's going to be decent this year again. I, I agree yeah. with you. He, he, you get the expectations up, right? And he will disappoint you. I, I think you're spot on with that. So I'm yeah. by no means sitting there saying that they're going to go 0-12. But I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, it, it's just possible. That's all I'm saying. And when you're betting... You, you really have to be honest with yourself and not be skewed with biases. You have to sit there and look at both ends. And, and the reason I don't like to bet futures is, is because I can argue almost every single team to be three points one way or three points the other way. And until they get on the field, none of us know. So every year we've got four or five new playoff teams that were unexpected, complete surprises. And we've got four or five that were supposed to be there that don't make it there. So you just don't know. And I see lots of reasons why it could be a disaster season. It may not be. I mean, I'm rooting for them. I mean, I like Washington. Uh, you know, the, I like Fitzpatrick. I, I love Rivera. I like everything. But I'm just being realistic. Yeah, I love the passion. I think this is a really healthy tension. And and Chris, to your point, looking at both sides of the equation, I think that's one of the best things that a better could do before you're locking in any bet. It can be really productive to try to make the case for the other side. And, you know, just going through that exercise alone can maybe get you off a lot of bets to keep you from forcing your hands. I know the Sharp Football preview book every year is one of the biggest tools for a lot of bettors. And Cleve TA this year with the Sharp Football Analysis team took on the task of making the case for or against each team on their regular season win total. So you can kind of see both sides of the coin. And I think this has been a lot of really healthy tension here. I would like to add when it comes to the Washington quarterback situation, yes, with Fitzpatrick, you're going to live and die by the sword. But we can also keep in mind what they had last year, a lot of Dwayne Haskins and then Alex Smith. And Alex Smith was an amazing story, but... Fitzpatrick can be a lot worse than he was with the Dolphins last year and still represent an upgrade for Washington, even if he's the 20th, 24th best quarterback. I think bottom five might be a bit extreme, but that's the beauty of this. We can have this conversation in August. Scott and I can put down our money on Washington and see how it plays out. And if we're wrong and we're paying for it, you can have bragging rights. Otherwise, we'll collect, uh, you know, collect some winnings for going out on a limb with him at this stage of the preseason. 
<laughs> well, I, I won't take bragging rights because I think what's really important in betting is to not get married to any belief. I'm that's why I don't I'd like to bet what I what's going to happen as close to when I place my bet as possible. And uh, it doesn't matter because I'm going to adjust my betting through the season. If, if the metrics say that this team is solid as a rock, I'm going to be all over them and betting with them every single week. Yeah, well, hopefully later on in the season, we're all in one form or another, maybe sharing some rooting interest on Washington. But regardless, this division, it's it's fascinating every year. Sometimes it's fascinating more because it's a dumpster fire than something special, but still an interesting one to keep an eye on nonetheless. So to wrap things up, we can take a look again at the, the outright odds to win the division. And we've got a couple bets here, so this will be interesting to revisit as we hit the home stretch. We can look at the Cowboys favored to win at plus 125, Washington plus 225, then the Giants at plus 400, and Philadelphia at plus 500. So we'll see. I mean, maybe the Cowboys will write the ship. Maybe Scott and I will collect on Washington. Maybe Chris will collect on the Giants. And of course, maybe none of us will collect and Philadelphia is going to make it happen. So this will be just an absolutely wild division to watch this year. A lot of head-to-head matchups down the stretch. So hopefully we get at least a couple good teams, but it's a fun ride to be on board for. So at this point, I think we've done about all we can with the NFC East. I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the BetUS NFL show. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL2021 when signing up at BetUS to claim your 125% sign-up bonus. That's exclusive for sports betting, good up to $2,500. And make sure you subscribe to the BetUS YouTube channel and hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on the action. That'll do it for us today. We'll see you guys soon right back here at BetUS where the game begins.